Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 17th of May. The Prime Minister believes he can defy national opinion polls and claim victory in this Saturday's federal election. Recent polls have Labor in a commanding lead, while Scott Morrison still leads Anthony Albanese in the preferred Prime Minister stakes. But when quizzed on the ABC last night about what he would do if his government loses, Mr Morrison wouldn't confirm he would step down. I'm not contemplating on that being the scenario. OK, what if um, there was and, a hung you know, parliament people, Prime Minister? Lee, Sorry, Lee, can no, I just... Lee, no, Prime no, Minister. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting into the scenario games, Lee, Prime because Minister, right now I'm there, focused on one thing. There, I'm focused on one thing, and that's ensuring that... Our government continues. Western Australia's health crisis is worsening as COVID cases continue to spike, putting increasing pressure on the hospital system. It comes after the death of an 80-year-old grandmother who had called an ambulance. Georgina Wilde died alone in her home from a suspected heart attack while waiting up to two and a half hours for an ambulance to arrive. When paramedics finally arrived at the scene, she had already passed away. St John Ambulance WA CEO Michelle Fife has told Channel 9 investigations are underway. Sometimes words are not enough. There are no words that can make this better. There are no words. While state opposition leader Mia Davies has told Channel 9 something has to change. In a state as wealthy as Western Australia, it's simply unacceptable and it's absolutely shocking and tragic. New South Wales police are stepping up their fight against Sydney's ongoing gang war with a new task force. It follows a spate of recent shootings across the city. Detective Chief Superintendent Darren Bennett says the task force will help support existing strategies. Erebus is an injection of new uh, 60 more officers who are involved full-time in managing these crimes and investigating the recent murders. So those 60 have been pulled off other investigations to do a full-time uh, commitment to, to this strike force. Meantime, a Sydney mayor is recovering in hospital after a terrifying home invasion. Up to six men broke into the Hawkesbury mayor's home yesterday before stabbing him. His wife and young family were also at home at the time. Police believe it was a case of mistaken identity. Overseas now and Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned the West that Russia will respond if NATO boosts the military infrastructure of Sweden and Finland. The two countries have officially decided to apply to join the organisation, reversing decades of military non-alignment policies. It comes as fast food giant McDonald's announces it will permanently leave Russia after more than 30 years. The chief executive says the decision has been made because of the humanitarian crisis and unpredictable operating environment caused by the war in Ukraine. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and fears are growing for a missing elderly man in the state's high country. Police and SES crews patrolled the area overnight as temperatures dipped below zero degrees. Our reporter Tessa Randello has the latest. The search continues in and around Dinner Plains today for the 70-year-old man Christo, who was last spotted in the area on Friday. Overnight police were patrolling the rugged terrain with infrared sensors and setting up two beam lights with hopes that they can guide him back to authorities. Inspector Paul Hargrave says with snow flurries forecast today and tomorrow, they're in a race against the clock to find him. That's a real concern for us. So, um, you know, we're, we're throwing everything at it we have um, in the hope that we can turn him up. 
It's understood that Christo, who's from Melbourne, isn't familiar with the area, but search crews are hoping he's found shelter in one of the 400 accommodation sites in the area. To New South Wales now, where the ongoing fight between the New South Wales government and the Rail, Tram and Bus Union has come to a head. The New South Wales Premier wants to get the new inner city fleet trains onto the tracks, but the union doesn't think they're safe. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Premier Dominic Perrottet met with the union secretary yesterday to negotiate. This is a long-standing issue. It's been three years now. This has to come to a head. We've had those trains sitting there for over 12 months. I want those trains on the tracks. He's pretty determined to get his way, but the union isn't convinced the trains are safe and is actually refusing to operate them without alterations. RTBU Secretary Alex Klassen says he'll wait for Mr Perrottet to make a decision on how much the adjustments are going to cost and who's going to foot the bill. Premier, as I understand it, is going to go away and get his own advice and going to go and make his own determination once he sees the actual costings. In some good news for commuters, though, the union has promised not to strike while the whole debacle gets figured out. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. It's almost tax time again and the ATO has released its watch list for 2022 and it's always good to know what the authorities are focusing on this financial year. Yeah, it certainly would, Tash. And look, the good news is that, hey, they give us a heads up as to what they are focusing on. But typically, their watch list remains pretty much the same each year. And that's probably got a lot to do with the fact that these are the areas where the ATO sees the most mistakes. And as always, the devil is in the detail, or maybe in this case, the lack of details that we have. So the four areas that the ATO is watching include record keeping and the usual applies here. You've got to have a record to prove it. Work-related expenses is what they're watching as well. Now, if you work from home, the ATO is expecting to see a corresponding reduction in car, clothing and other work-related expenses. Rental properties are always under their eye there and capital gains from crypto assets, property and shares has made the hit list again. And no doubt this is probably because when you look at, say, Roy Morgan data, over 1 million Aussies age 18 now have an investment in cryptocurrency and the average value is about $20,000. And with this popularity and, of course, the volatility of crypto, what we're seeing right now, the ATO is expecting to see more capital gains or losses reporting in tax returns this year. And it does warn investors that you can't offset your crypto losses against your salary and wages. Take care because the ATO knows, knows exactly what investors are buying, selling and exchanging through their digital data collection. Great tips as always, Effie. And health insurers seem to be dragging the chain when it comes to increasing the age of dependence on policies. Yeah, Tash, I found this interesting because we know last year the federal government introduced the Dependent Age Increase Bill. So it allows private health insurers to cover young adults um, on their parents' policies for longer. Now, this change wasn't compulsory, but you'd think with the rising cost of living putting pressure on household budgets, insurers will be quick to act on this so they don't lose young adults when they become too old to stay on mum and dad's policies. Now, to date, it's been more of the smaller insurers that have upped the ages. So, for example, RT Health, a division of HCF, only recently announced it's extended its cover for dependents up to the age of 31. But HCF says its policy is still under review, and as it stands now, the age is 25. 
Medibank says it's upping, upping the age to 31, but not till the end of the year. And the other big ones like NEB and HBF are all 25 at this stage and under review. It's interesting to note that it actually doesn't cost too much to keep your kids on your policy. You'll be pleased to know that, Tash. So some analysis from CanStar shows that it's only a $61 difference when you compare a couple's Silver Plus policy with a family policy, meaning, unfortunately, it does make sense to keep your kids on your policy still. Like doing their washing and cooking. Thanks so much, Effie. <laughs> <laughs> For sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, an Aussie star on the rise in motorsport, is set to learn soon whether he's earned a seat in Formula One. Yeah, absolutely. Aussie Formula One hopeful Oscar Piastri is his name, of course, winning a Formula Two uh, championship, and he seems to be the next cab off the rank when it comes to earning a seat in Formula One, which are very hard to come by. Obviously, we've got uh, Daniel Ricciardo at McLaren. His future seems to be clouded at the moment as well. Now, at uh, Alpine, which is a French Formula One team, Obviously not at the top of Formula One, but still they've got Fernando Alonso coming out of contract at the end of this season. So they've got a big decision to make there. He is a dual F1 champion, a veteran of the sport. Oscar is the young star on the rise. Uh, Alpine has said that by July, around the time of the British Grand Prix, they'll make a decision as to whether he gets a full-time drive. He's currently their reserve driver. So if there was any injury or or illness or uh, suspension, then uh, he would, of course, compete in a race. But uh, in terms of a permanent seat, We'll find out in a couple of months. Yeah, good on him. We certainly will watch with interest. And the search is on for a new coach of Canterbury, bred after Trent Barrett's controversial decision to walk. Yeah, and that is the key word, uh, to walk, because uh, Phil Gould, of course, uh, the general manager of football at uh, Canterbury, it seemed like his fingerprints were all over this. He insists that he wasn't going to sack him. It was his own decision uh, to quit as coach of Canterbury. He'd thrown his full support behind him just you know a few weeks ago on Channel 9, and Gus revealed what has changed since then. Well, it's Trent's decision. I mean, certainly I wasn't going to sack him. You know, it's, it's sad that it's come to this, but I think just the performances and the pressure and he just got to the feeling that probably he didn't have a solution to what was going wrong. Now they face the Tigers this Friday night. Uh, the the They'll appoint an interim coach, a caretaker for the rest of the season. Their preference after that is for an experienced head to take charge there at Belmore. Uh, Matt Burton, Tavita Pangai, who had signed on because Trent Barrett was coached, their futures are now up in the air with uh, him leaving. So a lot to still play out at uh, Canterbury. Absolutely. Brett, now to the AFL. The Tigers will fight to clear one of its Indigenous stars for the dream time at the G Blockbuster this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully they can get Marlon Pickett off. He actually designed their Indigenous jumper to face the Bombers this weekend. So they will take that fight, a one-match bump ban to the tribunal. Uh, The Eagles will do the same with their Indigenous star in Liam Ryan. He was also given a one-week ban. Adam Simpson telling uh, Seven they're weighing up whether to uh, to challenge. We'll have to look at that. We'll make a decision overnight. We always take our time with these things to sit and have a really good look at it, speak to the the legal counsel, and we'll make a decision in the morning. Yeah, we certainly want our best Indigenous stars out there for Sir Doug Nichols Indigenous round this weekend. Absolutely. Can't wait to watch. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And celebrations for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee are underway. Yesterday, the 96-year-old monarch was all smiles as she received a standing ovation at the equestrian extravaganza. A number of stars also attended the event at Windsor Castle, including Tom Cruise. I was just very honoured at the moment. I mean, she's just a woman that I greatly admire. 
but it's unlikely Her Majesty will attend all Jubilee celebrations because of recent health and mobility issues. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also get your latest election news and analysis via the Listener app. Head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to joining you tomorrow. Listener.